Hey guys, um, we're back. Welcome to what are we episode four of the podcast. Still in New Zealand on holiday. It's very nice. Um, sun's out. I'm getting progressively more and more. I want to say golden coloured, but it's probably more of a shade of red. But I have put sun cream on, um, which everyone should. Um, enjoying the day. It's very, very nice. Um, the birds are still rocking around the place. There was some sort of bird of prey out here earlier, dive bombing for various delicious things in the field, which is pretty cool. Um, so, yes, here we are. Um, last episode, we talked about my um, bangers and mash um so if you've tried that you know let me know yeah if you're trying these recipes or if you're on the site and trying anything then drop me an email at timmyfoodie at gmail.com and that's foodie with a y um and let me know how you get on as well i mean maybe you struggle with a recipe or whatever it is drop me drop me a message and if you struggle with something i'll uh, i'll try and get into a bit more detail for you um these kind of podcasts are just really little i kind of got i think what they're going to mostly be is me going through recipes that are on my site already and i'll just put a link to them along with this podcast episode uh, and i'll try and put that in the description in itunes as well um and i kind of just go through the recipe and then as i'm going through it there seems to be like little tips and things that i talk about or techniques that crop up when i'm cooking that recipe then i'll go into a bit more detail into those but um if anyone's got any questions or stuff like that they want to ask me um i think you're something you're struggling with or you can't get your stew right or your pasta's never working properly or you fuck up rice all the time or whatever it is just drop me a drop me an email and i'll i'll see what i can do to help you out so there we go um and also check on the site where the podcast episode is and there, there should be some well i'll try to put them up little accompanying short little videos of a few little chopping techniques and stuff like that that relates to the uh, recipe and every recipe that I talk about that's on the site, there's normally quite a few pictures there that try and go through the stages and stuff like that. So, But I'm very descriptive on the website. So um, so it should mean even if you're kind of a beginner, you can kind of follow the recipe quite well. I, I don't really like these recipes on some people's sites or even in cookbooks. And they don't really go into the real details of what they actually do. Like They're, they're very brief summaries of how to cook something and i think that actually if you're a beginner there's certain things that you just maybe you don't know how to do something or how you're stirring something or temperatures to cook at or you know small little details that they don't tend to go into detail of and i think that actually i don't know i don't think that's the best way to describe how to cook a recipe so so i I do tend to be quite descriptive so if you see a big long load of writing on a recipe you might get a bit intimidated by it but there's normally I tend not to waffle too much in the recipe. I do on this, but I figure that's fine. You can just fast forward it if you get bored. But um, but on the site, I do go into detail, and, and there's a lot of useful little bits of information in there, even down to using a good salt. Like I use molden salt because it's great, um, and I, I I can kind of I know how much to use it in terms of a, as a seasoning to get the salt levels right. If I use a different salt, I tend to over salt something because it doesn't molden salt doesn't seem to be quite as salty if that makes sense but um yeah i think salt's probably the most difficult thing to use correctly so um anyway i've gone off on a tangent um where were we um yeah so yeah recipes and yeah being descriptive with it like, like i said I, I do try and be a bit descriptive and I, hopefully these podcasts will also allow you to maybe understand a bit of the thought process that goes into 
you know, cooking a recipe and how I go about um, how I go about cooking and stuff, really. And, and I'll try and um, point out maybe some of the things I do differently or why I'm doing something a certain way, because um, it does all help to give you a pretty good end result. And there's nothing that I'm doing that's particularly technical or, or um, really challenging. It's just kind of taking the time over things and not rushing stuff and cooking things at the right temperature and stuff like that. Because the biggest thing I really notice with a beginner or someone who doesn't fully understand cooking is they, they just don't cook stuff at the right temperature. They're either impatient and they... Um, so they just try and cook stuff too quickly and they'll end up burning stuff on the bottom of the pan or... Um, or they won't cook it hot enough and it takes too long to cook and then you just completely, you know, the texture of something isn't right or it, it goes actually goes overcooked because you've actually cooked it too low or, you know, stuff like that really. And, and a lot of that comes down to experience and, I don't know, making those mistakes and realise... But it, it's actually, you need to realise why that's happened. So, and a lot of it is to do with temperature. So you just have to be across that really. So, um, so yeah, so I'll try and be as accurate and descriptive as I can with things like temperature and things like that. So, so yes, so there we go. Um, what should we talk about today? Maybe eggs. I was having a debate with my mate about this. He, he seems, seems to think it's fine to cook bloody, to use cage eggs, which I just totally don't agree with. I mean, there is an argument where, you know, people can't afford to do, you know, because cage eggs are a lot cheaper and some people in a financial situation where they can't you know they don't have a choice so i do understand that but i believe if you are financially comfortable and you have a means to be able to put a little bit more money into your ingredients that you should always use free range eggs um and each country has very different rules laws legislations when it comes to eggs in terms of like I can talk to you about Australia because I know that I know you kind of I understand that quite um, quite well. So a free range classification in Australia it's fifteen hundred hens per hectare or per acre. Maybe it's per hectare. Um, so and that's like if you say so if you have hens that are that many in that area, um, then you can kind of class them as free range. But also how long they spend in a barn and all this kind of stuff like they when they're growing up in a barn there's a certain number of hens per square meter they can have in there and some of that gets a little bit sketchy because if you actually worked out the size of a, of a cage then you could actually fit less hens in that square meter in a cage than you would there's actually more hens technically free range in a barn um when they're first growing up because um yeah so that's you've got to be a bit careful of that so i mean i tend to find going with organic free range eggs is the best way they are more expensive but uh, my favorite eggs in australia are from maloon creek um which is just kind of east of canberra um i think technically still new south wales so not part of um the act but um it's uh yeah they're really great and they they have it's something like 300 hens per hectare that's their difference put it like that so and that is much more natural they just live in a field they've got little hen houses and they just do you know it's like a very traditional way of rearing chickens and hens so um and they are incredible really really incredible eggs so 
Um, so yeah, try and do your research, find stuff out. If you're on a budget, you can still get some pretty decent free-range eggs um, that don't cost the earth. Like, um, yes, they're more expensive than cage eggs, but they're not much different. And, you know, fair enough if you can't afford to do the organic free-range thing, because, I mean, they retail about, I'd say, $11 to $14 for 12 um, which is quite expensive, but they are great. Um, so, I don't know, you know, it's up to you. It really is up to you, but you do end up with a much nicer end result when you cook with them. So, uh, And on that, I guess I could talk to you. Scrambled eggs, for me, are probably my favourite things to do with eggs, and it's probably the thing that I've been cooking most in my life. Um, I've been doing that. Fuck, I've probably scrambled eggs since I was about five or something, I guess. So, And over the years, that has developed into how I, I cook them. I mean, the, the general... What I use to cook them with hasn't changed a huge amount um but now I think how I do them it's probably the ultimate way that I've ever done them and they always turn out really really great I mean, the biggest key with eggs especially with scrambled eggs is, is cooking them slowly like on a, a very low temperature you can just get a pan really high heat bit of butter whatever stick your eggs in you know you can cook scrambled eggs in 30 seconds if you want to but there will be a world of difference between actually taking your time cooking them slowly and then doing them the quick way like they're just completely different um so and that's where what i keep telling saying about temperature comes in and and time of cooking and stuff is it's getting that optimum amount of time to and, and temperature to cook them perfectly so um so yeah so what i generally do i'll use three or four eggs I'll just put a pinch of salt in there and then whisk them up. And that's all I'm putting in the eggs. I'm not putting in pepper. I, I do that right at the end. And I'm not putting in any milk. I don't believe you don't need milk. You don't need cream. You don't need any of that. To get, to get the creaminess from the eggs, it's all just to do with the butter and the temperature and the time you cook it. So you'll get a lot of fancier chefs. Actually, I saw Heston do this the other day, and he put cream and milk in his eggs. And I, I don't really agree with that. I know he has multiple Michelin stars, but I don't believe that's the way to do it. It comes down to the quality of the egg and how you cook it, really. So, so yeah, so I whisk up the eggs and get them really nicely whisked. You want them so that, you know, you get them really nicely whisked up. Um, and, yeah, a pinch of salt and that's it. Um, then get the pan on really, really low heat and just really gently heat it up. Then I'll put in the butter, and it will just start to melt a tiny bit, just so it's just coating the bottom of the pan. Then I'll put the eggs in, so the knob of butter will still be half melted, kind of thing, and the, and the temperature is like really, really, really low. Put the eggs in, and to start moving that round with a wooden spoon, and yes, wooden spoon, not a fork, not a metal spoon, not a big wooden, not a whisk, nothing like that, just a wooden, nice wooden spoon. Um, because we don't want to I don't use a whisk because I don't like scrambled eggs that have like these really tiny little scrambles and if you use a whisk that's what you end up with if you use a spoon you can just control the size of the kind of the scrambles of egg Um, and as we slowly cook it it's just going to start to it will stay liquid for ages like it will start to you'll notice it will start to thicken 
um, and then it will start to stick to the bottom of the pan a bit and then you just kind of just scrape really gently around the edges and the bottom of the pan and move it around and then you'll start to get these little bits of scrambles kind of coming up and then keep it stirring and then sometimes you'll get a few scrambles and you'll stir it loads and they'll just disintegrate in and it'll just start thickening and thickening and you, this will probably take you 15 minutes at least to get to a point where it's starting to scramble a lot more and then sometimes if you feel like it's going too quick you can just take it off the heat stir it a bit you know calm it down put it back on the heat you have to be very engaged in this you can't just walk away and forget about it for a few minutes because it'll all then stick to the bottom and then you just have to scrape off big bits and it kind of ruins the whole thing so you don't want to do that so stay engaged with it preferably have someone else there who can do your toast and stuff if you're going to have like scrambled eggs on toast then you can just leave that with someone else um but if you're going to do the toast yourself then get it to a certain point where it's half scrambled and half really runny bring it off the heat get your toast on come back to the pan you know tend to it a bit and then once your toast is popped again bring the eggs off the heat but your toast get it ready and then come back to the eggs so as we're going with that and we're, we're stirring around and getting all nice and gloopy it's thickening up you're getting a nice bit of scrambles and when it gets to the see at this point you can have it really runny still and it's fine because it's all cooked through because we've been doing it really gently and it's like you know so you can have it like that and if it's good fresh eggs it's absolutely fine but the thickness and how well you want it cooked is really entirely up to you like because you've cooked it this way you can still cook it and get it much drier if that's how you like it and it will still have the really nice flavor but i like to get it still quite runny and gloopy i mean that's that's just my preference so again entirely up to you once you get it to the consistency that you want i'll then grate a few twists of fresh black pepper into it um and then stir it round because if you do the pepper at the beginning and you whisk it through the eggs the eggs kind of the pepper kind of mixes through the egg and it kind of goes a kind of dirty yellowy color like it loses its vibrancy of color which isn't really a problem but i i, I just tend to find you won't get the i've talked about this before pepper works in two different ways firstly if you if you season it throughout something throughout a dish as you're cooking it you'll get um a a heat from it you won't really get so much flavor from it you get a bit of flavor and fragrance from the pepper but mostly you'll get is the heat from the pepper which is great if you want a bit of spice and you don't use chili you can get a really nice subtle uh, background heat but for something like eggs you really just want the fragrance um, and if you want heat in it you can put a bit of red chili in it at the end or something cool if you want to jazz them up a bit but um but yeah just right at the end a few twists of pepper and it gives it that really nice fragrant kind of pepper taste to it and just quite chunky grinds i like to do i don't like it too fine then you see yeah, stir that round and then pop it on your on your nicely toasted buttery sourdough serve it with some nice homemade tomato relish and there you go you've got the best scrambled eggs ever and like i said it's just that time like you, you cook it like that every time it will work perfectly and amazing and then the better the eggs you do you use the more creamy and flavorsome those eggs will become so you can try it a few different ways using different quality of eggs and i guarantee the really amazing organic free-range eggs from a very small producer will taste infinitely better so um so yeah so that's kind of cool and we have a bird of prey just circling in the field about 10 meters away from me looking for a mouse or something delicious like that so we'll see if he dive bombs in a minute i think he will 
I'm not sure what sort of bird it is, but it is. I'm not very good at that, but I know, definitely a bird of prey. So anyway, yeah, so there's the eggs. Um, well, scrambled eggs particularly. So yeah, that that's it. I mean, it, you can jazz them up if you want, but honestly, once you try them like that, you will not... You don't need to add anything to them, really. I mean, you can add in some chilli or, I don't know, chunks of smoked salmon or mushrooms or, you know, a bit of parsley. You know, little things like that work, but you really don't need to um, to really add anything to it at all. So I just intend to do that and have some toast, nice tomato relish with it and cook a nice sausage or some bacon. And Really simple, healthy. Yeah, it has a bit of butter in it, but not too much um and like i said that that really does help and um and yeah you end up with this incredible creamy end result and you'll people will think you put milk and cream in it when you really you just you you don't need to do that at all so yeah so there we go so there's my scrambled eggs um we could also maybe talk omelets but um there's different ways you can do omelets really you can do them really quick or you can do them kind of slow, like I said. And I, I'm actually experimenting with a way to do omelettes where you cook it almost like you can do scrambled eggs and bring it up to a real slow, gentle heat. So it's it, none, so it doesn't scramble, but it just thickens, like I was saying, about maybe about 10 minutes into that process of making the scrambled eggs and have quite a lot in there. And then I'd take that and into a really hot frying pan with butter in it and with whatever ingredients I've cooked or whatever, you put that to the side and then pour that pa- the, the, those eggs over the thing when, once they've already got a bit thick and creamy and nice and then you cook it quick and then add the stuff and fold it over and, and that gives you a really incredible um, really incredible omelette so um, again because you've given the egg the time to go a bit creamy and unctuous um, but then you can still get your kind of omelette thing at, at the end of it. So, but that's a, I haven't actually cooked that and and um, documented that yet. So maybe I'll, I'll do that and pop that up. But um, with the eggs thing, I might try and do a little video to show you what I mean in terms of the consistency. So uh, have a check on uh, timmyfoodie.com and uh, see if there's a video up there of that, which there should be. Um, and you can see what I mean in terms of the thickness and the the speed that you want to be cooking it. Um, so, and I guarantee it will work perfectly every time and you will be able to wow your friends and family with, um, the best eggs ever. So, and trust me, I've been doing that for, God, I've been cooking eggs for 32 years like that. So, um, so yeah, that's, uh, highly recommended. So there we go. Thanks a lot, guys. That's, uh, that's the next podcast. Um, we're going to keep these quite short because if any of you know my Harmonic Whiskey Tales podcast, you'll know they go on for like up to three hours sometimes which is great for that but i want to keep these a bit more short and concise and uh so you can just kind of tune in and have 20 minutes and um learn a bit of stuff a bit of information and not not be kind of too bogged down with drunken nonsense so that will reserve that for the uh, harmonic whiskey tales podcast so and if you've not heard of that you can go to itunes or go to harmonicwhiskeytales.com and check that out and that's uh, me and my friends we still do talk about food a little bit but that's more where we've eaten and nice places we've gone and some travel adventures and uh we do a podcast once a week on there where we talk about um all the cool cultural and social activities happening in sydney um each week which um is a great way to stay in touch with what's going on I and mean, that's like uh little food festivals um art and music festivals um and just cool little independent um exhibitions and stuff like that so so we, we do that once a week as well, which is really great. So um, tune into that as well. Um, and, and again, give me an email at um, timmyfoodie at gmail.com if you've got any questions or 
requests, recipes you want me to go over. Um, there's loads more for me to do, so we're just going to keep going with this and um, kind of go through my favourite recipes and good tips and tricks. And what I might try and do is uh, hit my dad up for his chilli recipe, which is uh, it's probably going to take 10 minutes just for me to talk through the list of spices you need to put in it, but if I can get that and get that documented, then uh, that would be great, I think, so... So we'll see if I can manage to persuade him to do that. So, which I probably won't, but I can maybe give you a, a version that I do at least, maybe. And I'll probably put a curry up soon as well because I've been experimenting with um, lots of uh, different mixtures of uh, curry powders and stuff like that, which um, have been working really well. So we'll um, we'll go through how I do my curries, so because that always works pretty well. So there we go. So thanks for tuning in, guys. Um, what was that? Episode four. We'll be back again soon. Like I said, I'm going to try and do about three or four a week. So um, check back every day and um, and we'll, we'll try and have a, a new episode up as, as often as we can. So, um, so yeah, there we go. We'll, um, we'll chat to you all soon. Thanks a lot. Bye.